0: If you're listening live, you know it is 11 a.m. on Wednesday. You can pretty much, not 100%, but pretty much set your clocks by us. Uh, Occasionally things do go awry, but we just roll with it, right? And uh, today um, I am so happy to be shouting out my gratitude to Celia. Uh, Celia is the artist you were just listening to, um, beautiful music, and that is um, her single called Meta Prayer, and if you go to my website, uh, KarenTate.net, and you look for this particular podcast on Gratitude is Your Superpower with Deborah Perdue, who I'm about to introduce you to, uh, if you open up that page, you'll be able to see how to click on uh, Celia's music and maybe go uh, take a look uh, and uh, maybe purchase it for your uh, music um, catalog, I don't know, your, your, your uh, assembly of, of musical pleasures So anyway, she's, she's wonderful and that's just uh, one of her uh, You know, more beautiful pieces in my opinion Though there's many, many, many more So uh, today we are topic, talking about um, a topic I believe in sincerely uh, I'm not just saying it because I'm the host of the show And I support my guests Um, You don't get to become a guest here unless um, I generally either really want to pick your brain or I really believe in what you're saying or I guess you could say if I don't believe in it and then I really want to have a deep conversation and see um, you know, if you can change my mind and talk me off the ledge because I don't agree with you. But today is one of those days I am wholeheartedly in support of the topic um, of gratitude being our superpower. I do believe it's a magic bullet. And uh, we have an expert with us, uh, in my opinion, on the topic because I am not by any stretch of the imagination. I am a practitioner of gratitude uh, because it has helped me tremendously uh, in times of um, duress, shall we say, uh, and has sh- totally shifted things. So uh, today, uh, Deborah Perdue is with me, and Deborah. Um, besides being an an expert on gratitude she's a workshop presenter she's the author of multiple books Uh, she's a retreat facilitator and she's going to discuss her passion about the power of gratitude and why we should not overlook uh, this magic bullet as I call it uh, to help us on our life's path and uh, she's going to share with listeners how she's expanded the practice of gratitude through the years and how this uh, can become an important tool in in your spiritual toolbox, uh, as it is in hers, and uh, I should say mine too, though I I don't always remember to use it when I need it most. So anyway, Deborah Purdue, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Karen. Glad to be here. Hi, Deborah. So, um, so yeah, so, Deborah, um, you know, we all have our, our life journey and they're all unique. Um, was there anything in particular that stands out for you on, you know, why gratitude became so important or this practice of gratitude became so central to your spirituality? Yeah. Um, in
1: 2012, a minister at the centers for spiritual living that I belong to handed out blank journals at November because November is pretty much the month of Thanksgiving, and she said that if we wrote five things we were grateful for for forty days, she guaranteed our life would improve in just amazing ways. And so I did it one year, and then the and it was powerful. And then the second year she gave them out again, and I and I just realized that my life had transformed beautifully in those last couple years, and I got very motivated about gratitude, and that's where I began my practice. And previously in my life, no matter how great my life was, I tended to be a whiner and a complainer, (laughs) and so that's kind of the opposite of gratitude, I feel. And I just have become way, way more thankful as the years have gone by, And it is my superpower, I feel. And I ended up sharing, um, creating a Grace of Gratitude journal after the minister gave us out those blank journals because I realized that people, it was a beautiful book. You know, it wasn't blank and it had beautiful artwork in it. It still does. And lines for the people to write what they're grateful for in and then inspiring little thoughts by me. And that was the first book I published. And my mission in life is to share gratitude and help other people find the power of it themselves. Well, you know, before we
0: dip into that um, a little bit more, um, you know, let's give uh, listeners out there the titles of your books and maybe, you know, a sentence or two about each one. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I have two gratitude journals now. They're both called Grace of Gratitude Journal, and they both have um, beautiful artwork by Tara Thalen, who's someone that I work with anyway because I'm a book designer. So those those are two journals. The second one has more pages because some feedback I got was that there could be more to write in. Then um, I also have a little pocketbook called Grace of Gratitude Reflections, Thoughts to Inspire You on Your Daily Path. And those are just different inspiring, I hope, uh, thoughts of gratitude that you can just pick and choose from. It's a tiny little book and you could even carry it in your purse and then you can just bring it out and turn to a page and see what calls you. And then after that, I created two more daily gratitude reflections books. And those are 365 daily guides to grateful living and there's a volume one and volume two And the volume two has come out most recently in uh, November 2022. And I love this one because I was able to put my own color photos and other photos um, on every single page. And it it made me really happy to also have um, beautiful, colorful art in this reception's book. Those are the ones I have at this point.
0: Well that's really nice, especially like you said, that latter one with all the color, uh, because that's uh, you know, that's you know, uh, a kind of a pricey thing to do. So uh but it makes such a beautiful end product. Um so so yeah, that's that's incredible. Um so Deborah, um all right, so you said you started out, uh, I think it was maybe 12 years ago. Um, if You said 2012, and here we yeah. are in
1: yeah. 24,
0: mm-hmm. I think. Um, and mm-hmm. so when they handed out the journal, what was the instructions that, uh, you know, kind of got you hooked? You um, explained how you were supposed to use the journal.
1: Okay, so the minister told us, uh, write down five things you're grateful for for 40 days. And your life will change incredibly. And so that's what I did. And then um, I kept going and going. I didn't just do it for 40 days. I did it every day when I found out how powerful it was. And then um, now I actually, and since about eight years ago, I send out daily gratitude reflections to my gratitude tribe, I call them. And people can sign up for free. It's free. Um, at www.graceofgratitude.com. And um, for all these eight years, I keep every single day, Monday through Friday, I write a new reflection, and people really respond to them, and it's just to help them feel more inspired and motivated during the day. And it also inspires and motivates me as well when I write them. (laughs) So it's just become a huge... Yeah, I can attest that
0: they are beautiful, Um, and your newsletter, too. Um, I always love uh, what you have there, and I always take time to read it instead of just, you know, hitting the delete button when, uh, you know, when I see it in my email. I always take the time for it. Uh, And I wonder how, while you've been doing it so long and you're doing it day in and day out, um, Mm -hmm. you know, is it, is it, You know, are you sharing other people's gratitude or is it all stuff that has popped into your head? Um, How do you
1: not run out of things to be grateful for? (laughs) Good question. Um, I have a daily spiritual practice where I meditate and contemplate from different books and also pray. And often a quote pops, pops out from one of the books. And so what I do is I often have a quote from someone else that inspires me, and then I say more about it. And what I found is that um, I used to be nervous and afraid that I couldn't come up with something new, like you're asking, and then I just realized, yes, I can, and I just trust that, and something always pops in. So, um, yeah, it works out beautifully. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool.
0: So, all right, so I don't know, do you ever run across people that maybe email you or, I mean, I know you're a prayer practitioner at CSL, Mm -hmm. uh, Center for Mm -hmm. Spiritual Living, which um, is, you know, I have recently... Found the Center for spiritual living and i I just love it. It might surprise some of my yes. listeners to hear that, as a goddess priestess and an ordained interfaith minister, that you know um you know that I'm saying that, but I really do. I feel like they're so inclusive and open-minded um, what, what do they call it? Open at the top is that the is that the yeah, expression open
1: at the top is an expression and so yeah homes are found. He gathered all the different um, philosophers and all the different religions and brought it to what he felt was the quintessential wisdom from it. Because there's a lot of time, a thread from each one that that we can that makes it a unity. And so, but what he said, because he came, he wrote in the ni- like about 19. He lived until 1954. He said that he wanted our movement to be open at the top, and that means to bring in new when when things come in. Like, for instance, um, physics. Um, I'm not thinking of the right word for the physics. Yet. A certain kind of physics has come in since he, what is it? Do you remember, Karen?
0: Um, no. Yeah, I'm thinking on it. You keep talking and maybe I'll get it. Okay.
1: <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Quantum physics, quantum physics. Yeah, quantum, Quantum. thank you. That corresponds with everything he talked about, thank you. And so he didn't even know about that at the time he wrote, although sometimes it sounds like he knew about it already. So that would be a good example of being open at the top and bringing that in yeah. because it's kind of brand new information for us.
0: Yeah, and in God of Spirituality, we call that, um, you know, a living tradition. You know, as we gain mm-hmm. more knowledge uh, or we can build more foundation, we add it to the the body of knowledge, so to speak, instead of staying stuck in this little box where we have to live in yeah. our thinking or be less than, you know. Um, Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And anyway, that's why I love CSL and would totally recommend anybody looking for a community to go check out their local CSL. Um, I'll have to tell Reverend Steve we did a commercial for CSL this morning. (laughs) Yeah, you should.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, But
0: getting back to your your gratitude, um, I I was starting to say, you know, do you ever have people – you know, maybe they're just in a dark place and life has treated them terribly or they see it that way and they just, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, they can't get with the idea, you know, they just don't feel there's anything to be grateful for. Um, What do you say to them?
1: Well, um, you know, I've done workshops where I said, I stated, you can never be angry or sad and grateful. Because I really believe that. But one woman raised her hand and she goes, yes, you can. (laughs) And what I realized, Karen, is that I wanted to just give her one of my gratitude journals and I wish I had. But I realized that, um, well, I really do think it's impossible to be sad or angry and also embrace what you're grateful for. But um, I haven't run into that many people who are unhappy and just can't find gratitude. But... uh, you know, I wouldn't mind at all talking to people if someone was like that from from the show, you know. So um, I would just encourage them to come up with five things they're grateful for every day. You know, even if they repeat, so, it and repeat it, it doesn't matter. And And I don't know, maybe
0: this is oversimplifying or maybe this might even be under the heading of toxic positivity or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you, you know, if, you know, you don't. You know, you're struggling with money, and you're struggling in love, and you're struggling at your job. Um, I mean, can would you tell somebody maybe to just start with baby steps and be grateful that they um, are gonna live to see another day, which offers the opportunity to uh, shift things or be grateful for the green growing things outside their door? You know, um, can you start yeah. that small?
1: I think you, yes, that would be the best place to start because if you're sad or or depressed about your situation, being more depressed about your situation doesn't help anything, I feel. And so that finding these tiny things you are thankful for each day and having a little list would be beneficial. I just feel, I know it would be. There's no doubt in my mind. And I do know that the more people focus on what's wrong in their life, um, you know, from our CSL experience, I think that they bring more that's not right into their world. And so I'm not trying to say ignore what's not right, but also then pivot and go into what's right, and that will help you. Yeah. Well,
0: everything is our reaction to stuff, right? Um, I mean, mm-hmm. if um, you know, if we're having difficulties and maybe uh just not in the mood to be grateful, you know. Maybe we want to wallow in it a little bit, you know, because we yeah. feel justified yeah. to be angry mm-hmm. or sad. Um, yeah. Uh, you know that. It, I mean, so it, it's kind of like. Um, you know, if if you do maybe insert the gratitude, if you can manage, mm-hmm. if if you want to shift it, I mean, you know, we get over yeah. things on our in our in our own time. I think, sure. um, yeah. but if but if you're looking for a way to shift it, um, uh, do you do you kind of think of gratitude as kind of like a roto-rooter? You know, um, <laughs> it, it'll kind of maybe clear away the fog of the of the. The,
1: you know, the challenges? I I truly think so. And I'm not talking about spiritually bypassing, like I think that being angry or sad. I sit with it now these days where I didn't always. I did try to spiritually bypass a long time ago. So I do sit with anger or sadness when I have it. But then I do start going into gratitude when I'm ready, like you said. And so I think it's yeah. really a good... Antidote, that's what I was thinking of But rotor rooters good too <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like <laughs> the antidote too I, I like that better actually So, you know, you brought up the idea of spiritual bypass um, In case that's mm-hmm. a new um, In case that's a new term for people
1: mm-hmm. uh, Do you
0: kind of have like um, an explanation Or a little bit of a definition about what that is?
1: Yeah, I do So, um Sometimes in my life earlier, because I've been learning and learning a lot spiritually as my life has gone by, um, there were times when I just wanted to believe, you know, that saying, it's all good. You know, it's like I wanted to just be in the light all the time and, not, and try not to feel sad feelings and stuff. And that is what spiritual bypassing is, if you just try to pretend like you're completely okay, even if you're not. We need to I feel we need to face it when we have sadness and anger. And I know yeah. of something funny. My my husband um is not a big gratitude person <laughs> and um every once in a while if I'm complaining or I forget, you know, about my gratitude, he reminds me like I might be complaining and then he goes, Deborah, what about <laughs> being grateful? <laughs> Just to me and I'm like, Oh yeah But it's true <laughs> So he's being snarky. Yeah. <laughs> but he actually helped me because I was like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Stuff. <laughs> so let
0: me ask you, though. I mean, I think you've, um, if I understand you correctly, you think maybe you've taken the practice of gratitude to another level. Um, is, is that true? And if so, can you explain?
1: Yeah, so... Should I mention the book I'm working on now, which is Gratitude? Sure, yeah, if you like. like? Yeah, that's a deeper kind of gratitude I feel, and that's why I'm writing the book. And I actually ordered a couple books about radical gratitude from Amazon, and they were too uh, Christian-oriented for me. You know, I honor and respect Christianity, but for me, it wasn't right. And so what I realized is I'd like to write a book about radical gratitude. And mine is called Gratitude Beyond Reason, Finding Radical Gratitude Even in Challenging Times. And I think that um, like Gratitude (laughs) 2.0, it's really looking for the blessings that come out of things that seem to be, you know, something that's distressing. And it might take a long time to find it. But what I'm doing is I'm, I have examples from my own life and then I'm asked, Asked other people that I know if they had some examples. And so there's going to be sidebars of people's stories about when something really shocking or sad or grief-stricken happened and how they later on or even immediately, some people find it immediately, find what there actually is to be grateful for in these trying situations. So I think that's that's something I'm coming to now after I've practiced gratitude all these years, you know, and so I always try to find what I can be thankful for in the
2: challenges.
0: Yeah, I get that. So it's beyond, you know, looking out your door and being happy because you hear the birds singing or it's sunny and not raining or your car Mm -hmm. started in the morning and got you to work. Um, This is, um, you know, this is really finding the gift and the challenges, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes. And if you want me to, I could tell about one one example from my own life, but... Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. I think that would be a, a, I think that would be great. Okay. So it, my mother ended up passing at only age fifty-seven, which was so tragic to us, my sisters and I. And um, you know, I thought she would live to be eighty or so. And what I, I ended up caregiving for her because my sisters couldn't really handle it. And that was a blessing because. I had been partying and stuff, and I wasn't really open to doing things with my mother before that, whereas my sisters were. So that in itself was something to be grateful for. But when she passed, um, we had watched these, I called them angels, come in from the Center for Attitudinal Healing in Marin County. And some of them had The Course in Miracles. They were studying it. And that's a really deep inspirational spiritual book. And so I studied it after she passed through my grief, and it really helped me. Like sometimes in my life I've gone out of spirituality. I've always been a spiritual person, but before that I was partying a lot, like I said. And the Course in Miracles brought me back to my deep spirituality and helped me. And then also my sisters and I became much closer. We had like divergent paths kind of before she passed. And we ended up just finding the unity there, and now we're very, very close. So that was another beautiful outcome and something I'm very grateful for, even though it was tragic when my mother died. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, you know, um, it's it's interesting that, um, um, you know, what you're saying, because somebody might say, oh, well, Deborah, you know, you were just making – um, you know you were just making lemonade from lemons, you know,
3: but yeah. Yeah. and
0: you were you were, but you know what mm-hmm. it, you still have to acknowledge the fact that good did come out of tragedy, you know there was a gift, and not yeah. make light of that gift because it was major and you know it was it was major it it made a major life change for you
1: yeah it did so yes you're right
0: yeah yeah i think so and uh you know and, and i've had similar things where you know you think it's the end of the world uh because mm-hmm. you know everything you know is lost or or this mm-hmm. or that or the other you know and then when you come out the other side, you go, wow, um, you know, it's kind of like the universe provided an option you might not even have thought was possible for yourself. And you might actually be better off if you just walk through the uh, the challenge in the moment, so to speak, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and then so, later um, on, reflect upon what was the blessing.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Reflect upon the blessings. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I want to know, you know, a little bit more about all of this, but um, I have Mm -hmm. to take a break and, uh, you know, do some housekeeping here, uh, some commercials for people who are... Uh, supporting the show and uh, help keep it on the air because it does cost okay. me to do the show and um, I don't charge my guests to be on the show or anything but some people uh, are kind enough to uh, pay for commercials which helps me offset the costs or we somehow okay. do a border of some Uh, of some kind. So uh, that being said, um, I want to tell folks out there that there is a wonderful retreat coming up, uh, especially if you're close to uh, Southern Oregon. Uh, It's called uh, the Renewal Retreat, and it's going to be May 31st to June 3rd. It's going to be in Sunny Valley, Oregon, which is uh, not far north of uh, Grants Pass, uh, not too far from Medford, if maybe that's, a, um, you know, a city you're more familiar with. And I want to read to you what the uh, organizers have said about their retreat so you can get a sense of uh, what you might uh, have available uh, and uh, the tone, you know, the tone and purpose of their retreat. So, uh, Kate Bostwick, uh, one of the uh, facilitators and organizers says, uh, what we envision is a strong community of women of all ages, races, and walks of life coming together around the sacred fire to share our stories, receive support, heal, and grow uh, into our next best evolution. We welcome you to this inclusive community, empower you to take time to invest in yourself, Come with us as we embark on a profound journey of releasing, revitalizing, and realizing our true potential. Immerse yourself in the supportive embrace of Mother Nature as we engage in the art of letting go of what no longer serves us to create space, for the lives we have always dreamed of. Our program is dedicated to revitalizing your mind and body through nourishing practices that foster holistic well-being. We're committed to providing you with tangible wellness tools and guidance to help you not only envision, but also realize your dreams, empower you to manifest the life you truly desire. Join us at the Renewal Retreat and embrace this opportunity to create lasting change among a supportive sisterhood of women. Together we will embark on this journey toward a more fulfilling and purposeful existence. And I have heard uh, Kat Boswick say that they're actually gonna give attendees tools to take home. Uh, so it's not going to be one of these things where you go to the retreat and, you know, you have a temporary reset, and then you go back home and you just kind of go back to your old routine. Um, no, if you're open to it, if it's, you know, if you've resonated with, um, you know, what they're suggesting to you, um, they're going to give you tools to uh, help you continue um, along that uh, that new path of releasing and revitalizing and re- realizing your true potential. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, again, May 31st to June 3rd, I think they have deals where if you sign up sooner, you get discounts, Um, and guess what? I am actually going to be a facilitator at this, and uh, I'm really excited to be sharing it. I'm going to be there one day uh, talking about um, uh, women's empowerment and claiming your agency and um, what the you know the wounded feminine and masculine looks like and um... you know how to heal from all of that you know what does the new normal look like um, so i'm happy to be a part of this so go to kate bostwick at gmail dot com um, and uh... she will I'll put you in touch with um, everything you need to know to, um, you know, to sign up or look at it closer. And that's Kate with a C, C C-A-T-E, Bostwick, B-O-S-T-W-I-C-K, at gmail.com. And also, um, I have to share with you a word from Joe Carson, a longtime supporter of Voices of the Sacred Feminine.
2: This is from Jonathan Nightshade a Gardnerian high priest of the Whitecroft line, a traditional craft practitioner and researcher, writing about Joe Carson's book, Celebrate Wildness, Magic, Mirth, and Love on the Feriferia Path. I love this book, how special this work is and how appreciated. As someone who was young in the 1970s and through the years only found snippets of information on Feriferia, one of the first modern pagan paths This book comes as an artistic revelation of the core practices of the way of the Goddess and Gods reborn for the next age of the Divine Maiden. She has clearly introduced the historical background, philosophy and ritual practices of the joyous wilderness mysteries of the Fairy Faith, illuminated by the marvelous pagan art of Farah founder, Fred Adams. I was very pleased that the high-quality production of this oversized volume makes it a collectible work of art, as well as a testament to the visionary philosophy of Fred Adams. I feel blessed that I received a copy. I will treasure it and look forward to the next book for more of the deep philosophy and ritual practice of Farrah
0: Celebrate Wildness is a dense, art book quality hardcover book. You can get it for just $45 from the Farrah website at org.
1: That's F E R A, F E R I A dot org So if you're tuning in
0: late, um I'm Karen Tate. I'm the host of the long running show Voices of the Sacred Feminine, where I like to say, um oftentimes we talk about uh here uh, what maybe your mom taught you to never talk about at the dining room table <laughs> or in public um, anyway uh but today is not one of those uh, one of those days Today we are talking about gratitude, I think it's something we should have been talking about uh, at the dining room table, but you know when I grew up, um that was not a thing back then. And, uh, uh, Deborah Perdue is, uh, our expert on gratitude, uh, is your superpower, which we're talking about today. Uh, her website is graceofgratitude.com. She's also on Facebook. You can find her at Deborah Lee Perdue. That's Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, Lee, L-E-I-G-H, Perdue, P-E-R-D-U-E. So Deborah, um, you know, I often think that, um, you know, you know, as I just mentioned, you know, growing up, this wasn't one of the tools in our toolbox, you know. Um, mm-hmm. At least it wasn't where I grew up. You know, we didn't hear about a lot of these alternative, um, you know, modalities for healing or making our lives better that – we have now, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if there, um, you know, what, what you think about that, <clears throat> you know, I mean, when, do you recall even, I mean, because I don't know, you know, when did gratitude start to become a thing, you know, and people really started, um, you know, using this, is, is it a um, Ernest Holmes CSL kind of modality invention, or I don't know, what do you
1: happen to know about it? Well, I think that it really became more well known in the 2000s. Um, I don't. We do have in our prayer treatments that we do gratitude is the one of the steps. So he did. He was aware of being grateful to help manifest our dreams. But really, when Oprah started talking about gratitude and Wayne Dyer and all kinds of spiritual leaders in the 2000s, um, that's really when it came to the forefront. And I also didn't have it uh, in my spiritual toolbox until uh, the 2000s, just like you're talking about. Our family wasn't like, let's be grateful tonight, you know. Uh, So I think that it's now really well known. And actually, when my first book came out, it was supposed to come out a couple years before, And I realized that it was in Divine Timing because there was a big buzz about gratitude right when my book was being published. And so I was grateful for that. (laughs) But I think it's kind of new. I kind of think it's new
0: so um, and I don't know if there's an answer to this you know I mean there's maybe I, I guess mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say there's maybe no right or wrong answer but you know you talked about you know spiritual treatments and um, mm-hmm. you know and that's 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 a thing that CSL does to help us sort of manifest what we feel we want in our life and as Deborah said you know mm-hmm. gratitude is one of the steps Um, From a scientific perspective or from, you know, whatever perspective you've gleaned, Deborah, why do you think gratitude has to be a part of that step-by-step process?
1: That's a good question. And I think um, as we intend, as we speak our intentions for what we want, then gratitude step is I'm already grateful for this. I already know it's going to happen. It's kind of like, um, it's just like a natural next step after you've spoken your word, as we put it, um, then it just makes sense to me. It's not scientific or anything, but the feeling of being grateful. And it's really for what is, what we know is going to occur because of our prayer. Um, is what we do. And then we actually, the last step is release. And that's letting it go to spirit and knowing we've been grateful. We spoke our attention. We're grateful for it already occurring. And then we give it to God, your higher power or goddess, whatever you want to call it. So it's kind of just a logical transition to me.
0: Yeah 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 well and i know you know uh in goddess spirituality you know they would teach us you know uh, sort of the same thing you know if you would reach out to goddess for instance one of the first mm-hmm. things you do is of course invoke her you know aka acknowledge her mm-hmm. um you would then um you know talk about you know speak to her about uh how you recognize her beneficence you know and all the wonders mm-hmm. that she is or has created or especially you know in your life and you would be grateful for that um but you know one of yeah. the differences is that you know we i i I think the way a lot of us learned was that, you know, maybe it wasn't a priority that we learned we were one with her. We maybe saw her as separate. You know, that's why, in a sense, maybe we would make offerings or something, you know. Um, But gratitude, you know, always was a piece of it you know. Um and, and you know, and I and, and from a psychological perspective, you know, the Virgo in me, forgive me, I have to analyze everything. Um, I wonder if being grateful releases endorphins or anything like that that actually um assists in I don't know, good things happening in our body.
1: Right. Well I think so and with our prayer treatment which actually sounds similar because we start by invoking what we find our higher power to be. So in that case, goddess, but, um, I think that, um, it's a feeling, the whole prayer is a feeling kind of thing. That's when the most power comes. So I think gratitude is a benevolent feeling that you kind of, it releases endorphins like you're talking about and helps what you're wishing for to come true.
0: Yeah, 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 and um, I know I'm getting a little off track here with, you know, how we manifest, but, you know, one of the other Mm -hmm. things that, um, and this may be down the line, I'm a new practitioner to these prayer treatments, um, but I find it really interesting that they talk about you have to have the emotion in the prayer, um, you know, which gratitude helps. Uh, bring Mm -hmm. to it Um, it, but we called it raise the energy you know, and mm-hmm. another way you could get a, you know, bring more emotion to it to give it that oomph was, you know, you could actually chant or 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 or, uh, or dance or you know drum mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, right. I don't know. I'm just curious. Has have, have prayer treatments ever been done where you would like, you know, give the emotion more punch by doing stuff like that?
1: I imagine other people do use that. I do think so. I personally have not... I chant and I listen to music that inspires me in that kind of way. I even do it in the mornings when I do my prayers, actually. So I listen to Theta music because it helps us get deeper into our uh, knowingness, you know, about spirit. But um, I bet other people do drum. And stuff and seeing like I think of treasure from our center. I imagine she mm-hmm. probably sings it sometimes, right? Yeah. And so yeah. that's a nice yeah, I, would imagine. I love that about the goddess tradition. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, and, and
0: well, and I know doing mantras over and over again. I mean, I did a mantra once for like maybe a half hour straight, and I was I was really kind of surprised. I mean, I've never been a Buddhist, you know, where these mantras right. are... The thing they do you know but i did Mm -hmm. this mantra uh, actually on the way to the dentist because i was going to have a root canal (laughs) and i was so concerned about how that was going to go and i was just amazed at the results of that mantra and really that was something i did internally and um Mm -hmm. and i don't know i feel like it had the same effect you know of um i don't know it's almost like conjuring up um, you know, the emotion and the energy and the, the grace and the light and all of that so that you're surrounded in it. And and mm-hmm. that, um I don't know, I'm getting off track a little bit here, Deborah. Am I? Or am are these just all other words for gratitude?
1: Well, I think that um it's all related. I can't really I don't think you're off track at all. And but one thing I wanted to say from a couple minutes ago is that um You know how you were saying goddess, perhaps people saw great goddess as separate from them? That's been something Mm -hmm. that's been really powerful to me, is to realize I am one with the power and the presence of the universe. Like, we're not Mm -hmm. separate, and so I don't ever see the divine. I do know that the divine is outside me, but it's also within me, and that's been really powerful to know and I'm grateful for okay. it. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, Deborah, I actually have somebody calling in with a question, and this is not okay. the usual. Most people usually listen from the archives. Um, are you willing to maybe take a, you know, take a question? Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, well, let's see. Let's hope they're not a crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't have a producer to filter people out. So just know if okay. you're going to say something crazy, I might have to hang up on you. But anyway, here we go.
3: Okay. Well, that's that's a good hi. idea. I mean, I
0: would... Hi. Um, hi. You're calling hi. from the 408 area Code. Did you have a question for my guest, Deborah Perdue?
3: Yeah, I would like to say something to Deborah. Okay. You know, concerning concerning – the spiritual realm, yes, of course, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, go, go ahead. You have, you um, You know, we're listening.
3: Oh, okay. So um, when did you become aware of the spiritual realm uh, in your journey? Um, was there a specific time Great that you journey. can recall? Yeah, when you became aware you know, of the spiritual realm.
1: Yeah, there is a time. And it was actually huh. when I was a little, little girl. I remember being spiritual and when uh-huh. I was like five or seven, um, and then I actually went to a Catholic church, and I was good uh-huh. with God is everywhere and in everything, and God is love. And then they start saying, but, but humans are flawed, and, you, you know, you could go to hell and all that. And they also said uh-huh. other religions aren't um, okay, you know, that they would <laughs> go to hell. And that's when I didn't like it anymore, and I stopped. And so I stayed spiritual my whole life, but then sometimes I got into partying too much, and um, then I would come back to it. So I kind of sure. zigged and zagged, but I was always spiritual ever since I've been okay. a little girl. That's,
3: that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that because that's that's yeah. that's, that's, that's 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 important. It's important that people ah. understand that that you know when when you mentioned you mentioned the Catholic. Uh, the Catholic Church, and um, mm-hmm. there's so many churches. There's the there's the Protestants. There's the there's the um, you know the L G white people. You know the Seventh Day Adventists, yeah. and then you got the yeah. Baptists, and you got the Christian people, and you got denominational, non-denominational, and you got so and so. You got the Muslims. You got the, the mm-hmm. you got all these different all these different places which they call church where people gather. Yes. Yeah. Well, when people come to those places, like you were mentioning, they get limited identity. It's not spiritual mm-hmm. in the sense that there's no, there's, there is no limited identity in the spirit realm. But when you come right. out of a background where it's, where it's a, man, a man-made um, thing and people follow man's teachings, That's a limited identity. It doesn't apply to how I'm speaking, which is above all that. And, yes, they might say to me, oh, you're putting yourself over me when you're talking and everything. But, no, I'm not. I came down from my high position to where you are, and you're not listening, and that's where the problem in lies.
0: Yeah, I think so. Well, thank you, caller. I think so. Thank, thank okay, you. Okay. I'll, I'll let Deborah continue to chat. But thank you, caller, for listening, and thank you for calling in. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank uh, you. So, so Deborah, I just did you want to... Wanna, say, um, yeah, I want to speak yeah. a little more about what he was saying. Like, for me, I feel that spiritual knowledge and spiritual power is limitless, like he was talking about. And that some of the organized religions try to talk about judging other people and stuff, and that's what I was talking about with the Catholic tradition that didn't work for me when I was younger. It's like I think that Christ's teachings are very pure, and it's all about love and forgiveness and loving your neighbor, et cetera. And if everybody lived in that way, we would have a beautiful world, but because of all the rules and dogma of some of the religions, then it's not we're not able to live in that really more limitless love. So, yeah, uh, I think. It was, yeah, and I and I, and I loved his
0: phrase um, "limited identity." Um, I hadn't yeah. heard that that phrase before, um, but it fits. Um, it it really yeah. does. Uh, you know, there really are limitations. Uh, to the man-made dogma that wants you to believe this and that and the other thing, and it usually ends up in exclusion and submission and, you know, an awful lot of negatives that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that aren't healthy, you know. Uh, So, yeah, I like that limited identity rather than uh, the expansion of the universe,
1: so to speak, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing about gratitude. Is like one time at a work, I was teaching divine appreciation at the CSL. And one of the people, we were going along, and it was just about finding the gratitude in your life. And I had them writing lists every week. And this person wrote this list for a couple weeks. And I think he repeated things, which we all have our major things we're grateful for. Like, for instance, with me, it's my husband and my dog, Ellie, right now you know, or the forest where I live in. Like, there's all these basic things. And I think he kept repeating. And then on week three, he came to me and he goes, I'm out of things to be grateful for, Zecca And I kind of just smiled. I didn't give him a lecture or anything. But, like, if you think about the limitless universe, how could we ever run out of things to be grateful for? And I'm happy to say that a couple weeks later, he was back on track. And he came to tell me, okay, I got <laughs> it now. <laughs> He was finding many, many, many more things to be grateful for. Like, I don't see how we yeah. could ever run out.
0: Yeah, so he had to expand his thinking um, instead yeah. of uh, being that in that, that place of limitation. Um, and yeah. I bet that was liberating
1: for him, too. I'm back in the groove, Deborah. <laughs> like, he was happy that he was <laughs> not feeling so limited. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, so I wonder, is there anything else uh, you want to tell us about um, maybe your spiritual uh,
1: path or any kinds of classes or workshops you have coming up? Um, right now, what I ended up doing is after COVID or during COVID, I ended up offering Zoom groups. And they're usually book studies. And um, right now I'm doing Change Me with Tosha Silver. And I'm also offering it at the Grants Pass CSO in person. So I usually have two classes going at one time, on Zoom and also in person. And I don't quite know what the next one will be yet. But um, if somebody would like to know, they can go to my website, sign up for the Gratitudes if they want to, and, or even just send me an email and let me know. I'd like to hear more about the Zoom group or the in-person group okay. in this area. Yeah. And I also do retreats. <laughs> okay. Can I say something um and on that? oh yeah, yeah, please please I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, that's okay. So, um usually in mid-October I offer a retreat and um we did have all women, but last year I invited one couple and I always make sure the man is very tender and caring and not like a macho man. <laughs> and it worked out mm-hmm. really well last time. So it was, I loved what the other person said about their retreat, um, you know, when you gave the commercials. And my retreats are all about just tuning into spirit and going deeper with our spiritual practices. And I do end up sending them information later that they can keep going with. So if anybody's interested in that, um, they could also email me.
0: Okay, sounds cool. And um, the class that you're doing right now, um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. You said it's the Change Me Prayer. Um, I'm a little curious about that. Can you kind of elaborate on what
1: what that means, the Change Me Prayer? Yes, I'll happily share. So Tosha Silver is a great writer with humor and shares her personal stories. And she's written three books and I've written them read them all. One is Outrageous Openness and another one's about prosperity. And then there's Change Me Pears. And that one, the subtitle of it is The Hidden Power of Spiritual Surrender. And what Tosha's realized in her life, and I totally I believe it totally. I'm not saying I always surrender, but if we leave it up to Spirit and that spirit within and all around. Sometimes with our challenges or things that we want to get uh, stronger on as far as maybe prosperity or in our relationships, then she has these change me prayers, they're called. And um, it's an offering to spirit to let spirit guide us, not our little selves, not our ego selves. And so I, I'm totally 100% behind that. And she's totally... Uh, devoted to giving us all these stories in her own life where spiritually surrendering helped her um, with things that she wanted to achieve. It's it's a really good book, Hmm. and we're all having a good time with it.
0: So what do you say to somebody who says, gee, I don't know if I trust enough to surrender?
1: Yeah, so I think that Take, reading a book like that, The Chain Speakers, would help them because you'd be listening to all these stories where she trusted and then great things happened. You know, trust is like a muscle that we have to grow. And I, I've got to say that in my own life, faith and trust came hard. It was hard for me many years ago, but I've been growing it. I've been growing that muscle. So it's a muscle, and just be patient with yourself, and you can grow it. And I think it's. I feel that it's always beneficial to grow that. Hmm.
0: Okay. Well, I, I like how you said that. It's a, <clears throat> it's a muscle that we can grow. You know, maybe just because yeah. uh, life has thrown circumstances or people at us who have um, not done well by us, uh, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that we have to, um, you know, go through life, um, you know. Uh, well I'm thinking my husband has this hat from the X files and the, the tagline mm-hmm. on the X files is trust no one <laughs> um, right. and uh, you know so it, it's uh, you know it's it, it's hard uh, to um, you know to surrender and believe that um, you know people we run into maybe have our best interests at heart you know that they don't have an agenda maybe or judge yeah. you know
1: so this is trust in the divine, you know what I mean? It's not really trust in people. I mean, I I can trust people so far, but I can trust in the divine, I feel. And so, right. so everybody's right. got a little bit of the divine in them, even if they don't know it. So um, she's not talking about – she will tell stories about times when someone did something that was out of alignment for her. But she trusted in in spiritually surrendering, and then good things happened. So it's kind of different Ah, than when we've had bad experiences with people.
0: Thank you. Thank you for clarifying, uh, because I I didn't know that it was, uh, you know, that it was just trust in the divine. You know, I thought it was uh thought it was different, so thank you for that. <clears throat> well, Deborah, yeah. um, I appreciate the wisdom you've shared today, and I want to give you the last word, um, you know, before we have okay. to say goodbye. Um, okay. You know, what would you like to leave listeners with, even if it's just your website and stuff, or it can be
1: more. Okay. Well, I think I'll read one of my daily guides from the new book that I talked about, and then also... Um, please feel free to sign up for anything that you want to or just to email me and you can go to my website www.graceofgratitude.com and I thank you so much, Karen, for having me and I'm going to read, I just picked a page and I'm going to read Day 85. Do the best you can until you know better and when you know better, do better. That's by Maya Angelou. I feel completely Mm. thankful to know I feel completely thankful to know every single person, yes, every single man and woman, is doing the best they can, given their upbringing, given their social training, and giving all, given all their life experiences. If you had known me 30 years ago, you would be so surprised. I was out for myself. I over-imbibed and lived humanistically. And while I had a grand old time, mostly caring about me, myself, and I, how grateful I am to know better now and to do better now. Mm,
0: that's lovely, and and is, is and that's in one of your books, Deborah.
1: Yeah, that's in the newest book. It has a aurora borealis on the cover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what's the title of that one again?
1: Daily gratitude reflections, volume two, three hundred and sixty-five mm, inspirational daily guides to grateful living. Thanks.
0: Okay. And and just one more time, um, what are your other titles?
1: Uh, Grace of Gratitude Journal. That's the first journal I did, and it's very beautiful. Like some people have said they they don't want to write in it because it's so beautiful, but I want people to write (laughs) in it. And then there's Grace of Gratitude Journal, which is really volume two, a different one with more pages. And then there's Grace of Gratitude Reflections. It's a tiny handbook that you can just carry in your pocket if you want to, to inspire you, when you, maybe when you're on your way to the dentist. And I think I enlisted them all. Oh, there's okay. also Daily Gratitude Reflections Volume 1, and that was the first one I did before I did the second one. Yeah.
0: You've got so many out there now, it's hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, Deborah, thank you for all the good and positive stuff uh, you're putting out there in the world because, uh, you know what, humanity sure needs it. So thank you so much, and uh, I appreciate you being here on the show, and I'm so glad to have you in my spiritual community.
1: Thank you, Karen. This was really beneficial. I love doing it, including the man who called in. So thank you so much. I'm glad you went off more on the of spirituality, too. That was perfect.
0: <laughs> okay, great. Well, you know, we we surrendered and trusted, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, thank you, Debra. Uh, you have a great day. Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. you too. Bye-bye. Okay, so I'm going to be back in a minute, uh, but first um, uh, there's a, a, another word from Joe Carson.
2: Come Let me say a few things about Joe Carson's film *Dancing with Gaia*, an exploration of earth-based spirituality, shot at sacred sites around the world. Here is Drusilla Pettibone on DearMist.com. I was truly touched and even awed by the film. I really appreciate that there is so much substantive information to digest. For example, the info about henges and tracing the horizon line is all new to me and totally fascinating. The film was very beautiful and I was amazed how it was able to capture so many of the descriptions visually and seamlessly connect vintage footage with modern. I especially loved when images were dynamically superimposed on each other, like the lace with the water and the dancing in the flowering meadow. A visual feast and with so many layers. I am also pleased to have been introduced to Monica Shu and her work. It's so important for pagans to become aware of our heritage. It seems easily lost among so many new books, and the film really brought me home in a new way. Dancing with Gaia is available at dancingwithgaia.com
0: Okay, well, um, some uh, additional information for you. Um, You might have heard me talk about the webinar that uh, I did with Mayor Cromwell, and uh, if you missed that, um, you can still hear it. Uh, we are making it available if uh, you didn't register, and uh, turned out to be very well received. We had lots of people attend, and um, you know, we uh, mayor kind of came from um, our topic, which was what is God, a spirituality, uh, from the place of a mystic, and I sort of came from it from um, a scholarly and priestess, um, you know, position, and kind of met at the middle so it was a kind of I think it was a, a really interesting conversation and if you um still want to take advantage of that uh, you can just go to my website karen.tate.net and send me a, uh, a message and uh, I'll let you know how to um, you know how you can hear it uh, or you can email me Karen Tate 108 at yahoo.com um, also if you're in the grants pass area um, I'm involved in two goddess groups that uh, they get together they're women only groups and uh, one is the second Wednesday of of, um, of the month, and the new one that uh, I facilitate is the um, uh, is the fourth Wednesday of the month. So you have two opportunities here in Grants Pass uh, to actually, um, you know, be in community with other uh, like-minded folks who want to uh, learn about. Um, Uh, the sacred feminine and uh, women's empowerment and manifesting a new normal in the world and you know what's come before and what might be um you know we really do um you know uh, share a lot of uh, wisdom and information about herstory and um and again you know manifesting that new normal what it might look like because you know what if we can't vision it um it's kind of hard to manifest it um and um you know don 't want you to forget about my newest book, uh, Normalizing Abuse. It helps us find uh, hidden abuse and exploitation in our life, uh, which uh, no doubt causes trauma you know hides there in our bodies, hides there in our psyche, and um, you know there are ways to heal it, uh, which I also talk about in the book so um uh, if you want to support the show, uh, you can go to my website, KarenTate.net. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the first page, you can buy me a few cups of coffee. And uh, that helps me continue to do what I do as a service to the community, including keep this uh, podcast going, um, which um, our topic is going to be next Wednesday. It's going to be all about Demeter with Robin Korak. Uh, that should be fun. I I think she's going to talk about things um, uh, related to Demeter you might never have heard uh, then the following week uh, if everything goes right uh, Laura Hirsch is going to be calling in from Germany to talk about uh, the docu-series that she has put together it's a six-part series on goddess called from the goddess uh, which you can um, actually access on vimeo i believe it is and she'll talk more about that Uh, in the final wednesday of the month i'm going to be with shelly entine author astrologer interfaith reverend Uh, she's going to be talking about the life of a druid priestess uh, in the Celtic dark ages uh, I'm really excited to be talking about her because I love to know more uh, about that kind of stuff and um, you know Dale Allen is going to try one more time to get in on the show the first week in March uh, it's going to be our third time trying to get her on the air here and we are believers that the third time is the charm so um, Anyway, uh, thank you for your listener loyalty, friends. Um, I certainly appreciate it. And um, please have a good week. And, um, you know, uh, until we meet again, uh, you know, be positive, have gratitude. And if you have to, you know what, just start small because that's okay too. Um, And I'm going to close with our... Uh, homage to Sepnet and um, you know, smile at the next person you meet in the grocery store, or standing in line at the pharmacy, or uh, the guy who's pumping your gas. You know, that's um, you know, just be grateful that they're there, and. Um, you know, I'm sure it'll make you feel better and release all those endorphins and, you know, that'll be incentive to just keep doing it over and over again. Thank you so much. And uh, here is Sekhmet uh, Sa Sikim Sahu.